0: Welcome to the Girls Leap Podcast, your resource to learn, earn, advance, and profit in your business. This podcast is for every woman entrepreneur who's aspiring to not only start a business, but grow exponentially. Subscribe now to receive amazing resources from high-performance leaders, and continue listening to find out how you can get tips to take your business to the next level. Now, here's your host, Gloria Ward. Well, hello, ladies, and welcome back to another Girl's Leap podcast. In this episode, we are going to talk with Betty J. Hines. She is a strategic business consultant whose firm primarily focus is to work with CEOs and their executive management team. She has served as a corporate executive, is an entrepreneur, a speaker, a business mentor and coach, and a certified group facilitator. Many know her as the Strategic Business Connector. As an entrepreneur, Ms. Hines was the former co-founder and owner of a property and casualty company that provided small businesses, homeowners, and automobile insurances to the underserved urban markets in the greater Baltimore and Washington, D.C. communities. Prior to her entrepreneurial ventures, Ms. Hines held an executive and senior level management position at a multi-billion dollar Fortune 100 company overseeing underwriting operations with an annual revenue exceeding over $500 million. I want you to listen closely to this podcast because she drops so many gems. And after, we have a free gift for you. So listen all the way to the end and stay tuned. Betty Hines, thank you so much for being here. And um, I'm so glad that you joined us for our Girls Leap podcast. And Girls Leap, what we do here is, uh, Girls Leap stands for Girls Learn, Earn, Advance, and Profit. And one of the goals of our podcast is to take uh, women business owners through the steps of what they really need to do to actually grow their business. Not not necessarily just start and say, yay, I have a business, but actually put it together and and create systems and actually grow. So knowing that you are a business strategist, it just makes it all better because you're like the main person that we need to talk to. So thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for
1: having me. I was glad to be asked.
0: Yes. So my my first question to you is something that, A lot of business owners and people get confused about. Everybody now puts strategists, coach, and everything by their name. Mm -hmm. Can Mm -hmm. you explain exactly what a business strategist
1: is? Well, it will be different for others. I can only explain what I do as a strategist. And my strategy, um, I really built it upon a platform uh, through a global organization called Boo, Just women elevating women. And so that is my whole strategy in terms of women need to uh, elevate each other to be more inclusive, to have that advancement. And there's some reasons why that we can get into a little bit later. But all strategists, I don't care what background or where, what uh, area you want to focus, we should all start off the strategy with helping people get their vision state and having a clear understanding what is their vision. What is their mission? Because if they don't have that down pat, then we don't know where we have gone. So that is a commonality all strategists should have. Mine's a little different because I take it more into social capital, but uh, in getting women together, because there's some things that we can improve on. Because we have the access, we know how to get the access to capital, but we don't. We don't have the access to information and opportunities. That's my strategy.
0: And that's one of the things I want to talk about uh, tonight is just having that access and some of the statistics that are out there about women-owned businesses. But before we get into all of that, the a, a lot of us define a CEO as, you know, the, the person that goes and get the business license, is the head of the company and is responsible for everything. But a lot of women, a lot of women business owners, Betty does not understand what their role is as a CEO. Mm-hmm. Because especially when they're starting out and you are mm-hmm. wearing so many hats. You know what I'm saying?
1: I completely understand.
0: Can you explain to our women who are just starting out or who have a business, what are the things that they need to be focused on as a CEO in order to help them grow?
1: Most of them, I'm going to assume maybe are starting out as a solopreneur. So there's you know, and even if you have the title of CEO, right now anybody can slap that label on, on top and say they're a CEO. But if you do want to start a business, the two things that I mentioned earlier, that you do what's important for you to have is a tax ID. You need to file that information with the state. That's like you know base level things you need to do. You need to open up a separate account if you don't want to co-mingle funds, your personal finances, with your business financing, you can't dip into your business money and then pay for whatever you're going to pay for, hair, massage, and then go into your personal. So you need to have some clear lines and delineation from your business, what you are labeling as your business, and your personal. That's A. Um, other things that they need to have, and this is a message that I see women who have been in business for more than one, five, ten years, If you're going to have a business, there are certain things that you need to have that I have seen as a shortfall, particularly for startup operations, and that's what I'm going to label under communication, but it's actually branding. Do not, do not take a selfie. I don't care. I know the iPhones do great, and the Androids and pictures and folks that, consider that that's your brand. That's all people know about you. Take the time, put your nickels aside, and go ahead and have your photo done by a professional.
0: Thank you, Ms. Hines. Please (laughs) say that out loud because we don't don't understand the the power behind presence. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I tell the women business owners all the time. I tell the women in the group, when you are learning how to be a CEO, your job Mm -hmm. is to represent the company. Your job Mm -hmm. is to make sure that you have enough cash in the bank. Your Mm -hmm. job is to make sure that everyone... In your team is doing what they're supposed to do to push the vision and push the vision. That's if right. you're not doing that, then you're not focusing on your CEO duties. And like you said, if you're a solo entrepreneur, the biggest thing that you have to focus on is getting your processes and systems in place. But mm-hmm. branding is the biggest thing because Huge. with a brand, you can go broke and come back, <laughs> right? And, and, and exactly. And because
1: That is, you know, I've been working with women businesses, as you well know, for for 14 years. And what I have seen, some of the missteps have been on the branding. They they, uh, underestimate, they devalue the importance of a brand. And I put that under communications. And the other thing that I see a lot of, now, I have a Gmail, you know, for my personal, you know, what have you. Go ahead and get you your business name. Mine is BettyHines.com. You know, Betty of BettyHines.com. It doesn't cost a lot of money uh, because that's when people are saying, okay, are you a business? And then when you hear the, well, the AOL isn't around anymore. But you might hear yahoo.net If that's where you want to take your business, just scroll anything in terms of business and how many Gmail accounts do you see out there? So that is something. And they need to have a website. Now I don't care if it's two, three pages. You need to have something, a landing page that you can refer people to because now we for doing the social distancing. Um, you know, you're not meeting up and handing out those business cards. That's kind of, I uh, So you need to refer them to something. You right. need to be, and, and you need to determine your name. What is your name going to be? Uh, there's different conversations on that uh, depending on what your business is. After having, and that's the one thing. You can always change the name. Absolutely. You can always change the name. Absolutely. I decided to just go with my own name. I said, you know, well, why am I just... At first, I had Betty Hines Business Builder. Well, that was so long. And it was fine because I was working with startups. And then I just said, you know what? I'm known as Betty Hines. So, BettyHines.com. That's what it is. (laughs) So, (laughs) you you can work with that. But uh, you have to come up with a name. And it's some of the smallest things in terms of branding, but they're so important it is important for you to, to get your logo. You know, what, these are little simple things that you can do,
0: but it really makes a statement if you're ready to go. Right, and I know even for yourself. When I was, um, you know, taking a look at your website, I, your website is beautiful, and it goes along with everything that you just said. It is easy to read. You can uh, see all the services that is there, and you can actually. You know, see everything right there. And one of the things that uh, stuck out to me while I was taking a look at the website is is that you used to work for corporate America. You used to oh work yeah, for a that's my background. of Fortune, mm-hmm. one hundred company. Mm-hmm. What made you make
1: the shift? Uh, honestly, it was all the corporate moves. When I was growing up in corporate America, um, we were so out of college. You know, got a job. Uh, they would always ask this question. It, it was a question that you really dreaded if you were someone that was high profile at potential. And they would ask, are you mobile? Mm. And y- if you said no, then you're just taken off the sheet. You're off the charts. So, and having said that, I have relocated, woo, um, seven, seven times. And I had two small children And I was married at the time, which is probably why I wasn't married to the same person now. (laughs) The the, the last move, you know, I had to look myself in the mirror. And had I taken that corporate move, my son would have been in four different high schools. And then, you know, you got to say, okay, now wait a minute, that's being selfish. And so I turned it down and I've always had that itch to do something on my own. I just felt that calling, that that was my purpose. And so I, I took the leap. I
0: took the leap of faith. And was it, was it something that you battle with back and forth or you just knew because you were tired of corporate America? Because a lot of us women feel like, you know, we have to uh, think about the family. We put everybody else first before we put ourselves, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so was that hard for you? Or did you just know that this is where you wanted to go? It was time. I mean, you, you, you know, it, it was time. It, it was time to
1: make that move. I felt it in my gut. Um, you know, there were some personal things that transpired. I said, you know, it's time for me to be on my own. Plus, the last company that I came to brought me out east. Wow. I was Midwest, Colorado, you know, it's the furthest out east. Was um, We knew that the intent was to uh, beef the company. He was a turnaround ar- artist from mm-hmm. Heller Financial. That's what they do. And we knew we were coming in as a team to turn the company around and be it up for sale, bottom line. Mm-hmm. That took a toll on me because um, I knew I'm, re- I'm sitting next to somebody, an, an executive officer, knowing I'm working with others to, re- to bring in his new replacement. So that, wow. that bears on you. And they didn't care if it was Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever. <laughs> and that, that's, it just got to be too much. So I uh, decided to, with my husband and a couple of other partners to launch the first um, African-American-owned uh, property and
0: casualty company, at agency. We decided to go that route. That's amazing. And, you know, when, when you actually took that leap and you started the company and you did everything... What are some of the challenges that you guys face? Was it was it a smooth transition for you? You know no. because you've been doing it, because you've been in it because you know uh, Betty. A lot of people believe that you know once you in America and you start your own business, it should be easy because no. you've been practicing.
1: No, it's you know? different. You're you're protected. Um, you're in a shield. And though so I I had reached the level of a, a division director, which is a very high role with the company I was at. Um, No, it wasn't. What we had to do, all were excellent. We had over 100 years. I mean, we knew our stuff. Uh, My background being in underwriting, but it was raising the capital. So doing those dog and pony shows and, you know, to investors on Wall Street in Chicago, back on Wall Street and, you know, you know, begging for dollars, you know, you're rehearsing what you're going to say and you have it all down. And then you finally get the money. It's like, okay, now what? You got to get the building. You got to find, you know, you have to get the, back to the landlines. You have to put all these things together. And we were so, the biggest issue, quickly, I will tell you, the biggest error that we made, and this is why I try, I really work with women, is that we didn't ask for enough money our first round.
0: Say that again. We that did not did ask. We <laughs> <neither> did not <I. laughs> did, ask. for,
1: they have to do the same due diligence on 50, 50 million versus 10 million. But you know, we were just thinking, oh, you know, we want to be frugal. That's that corporate mindset. Mm-hmm. And not that we wouldn't be frugal with it. But it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, so then you find we find ourselves out there practically because we were growing so fast, like like every six, nine months having to get on the road again. Right. We needed the surplus, uh, the money for the surplus. So that no, it, it wasn't easy. Because it, it, it's a down, flying here, flying there. Uh, we didn't ask for enough, and, and that is the access to information that we did not have. Because being in that big corporate structure, everything was, was given to us. We were fed. <laughs> we weren't taught biblical scripture. We weren't taught how to fish. We were fed. Right. When we went out on their own, we 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 ha- we know how to cook the fish, and we enjoyed it, but we did not know how to fish.
0: So. Wow. Yes. And and I want to read something because um I'm always doing research trying to stay, you know, like ahead of the trend, especially as when it comes to like the gender gap and African American women businesses versus mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. And um I I pulled this report from Harlem Capital. They did um this report about the different trends for um different businesses and they said on a gender gap women continue to drive decision-making and degree attainment Mm -hmm. but remain underrepresented in the workplace Mm -hmm. earnings and wealth accumulation oh yeah Uh, so so one of the things that they pointed out is uh which was very interesting to me women remain behind in earnings leadership positions and wealth accumulation despite earning a higher percentage of undergraduate degrees than Mm -hmm. men and compromising 51% of college-educated workers, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying to myself, I'm like, okay, uh, we women out here, we're getting the degrees. We are starting the businesses. We We are doing everything that people are saying to do to help accumulate wealth and actually have a sustainable business. In your opinion, Betty, why is the gap so big? Like, what is it? Is it that we're missing something? Is it yes. society? What mm-hmm. is it?
1: I will tell you, National Women Business Council and Women Presidents Organization had a study done, you know, American Express. Because mm-hmm. uh, I work with the women, you know, I well, two groups. One group with high wealth over a million, and then one is, is six figures. Yeah. Statistically, in this country, barely 3% of all women are doing gross revenues and beyond of a million or more. If you break it out by ethnicity, it's less than a half percent. However, African-American women start more businesses and we're great at starting businesses, but we get stuck at at around 100,000, 150,000 mark. We can't get past there. whereas the non-whites exceed? And, and the men as well. So we're stuck right there in the gap. I attribute that to the, the pillars of success I, I talk about. I talk about the really things under social capital and that communicate and collaborate. But there's another key factor, which is under the, uh, the cultural capital. And that is the courage and the cultivation. The courage is not being big and strong, but that's to take care of your health and your wealth. We do not take care of the wealth we need to sit down with the financial planners and we start making that money and invest. Let them show us how to best. You don't have to know everything, but we get the long-term care. We were behind in that because we not, that's not things we I won't say everybody, but for the majority, we didn't grow up with. We didn't sit down at the table with the Wall Street Journal. Okay. So I have I had these conversations with my kids coming, I would tell them about the workplace, and then we would have a, you know. The, um, dinner. but we did not have cultural that is not the information we weren't in those kind of positions of executive roles to learn and so there is that gap and that is why i feel it needs to be closed and that's why i have groups like women Elevating women and that's mm-hmm. where we share that information we share those resources and i keep toe and the other one <laughs> and pass that information back on to it's really the access to information we don't have the access into the opportunities
0: right and 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 i agree with you and that's the reason why when i was looking at your program i was saying you know how amazing it is because i think we get excited about starting uh the business because it's something that we like to do but Mm -hmm. not really understanding that uh the ways to generate wealth the three ways having a business you know, uh, investing in, and having some type of real estate are all the things that you need to do within right. your right. business. When you look at McDonald's and you look at all these mm. other franchises and businesses, they have their business, they have their processes, they have investments, mm-hmm. and they have real estate. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we
1: don't know about the angel invest We don't know those terms We're even the group that I have, I bring people in and very, very smart women, but I can tell they're not at ease. I keep bringing them back so we get comfortable with the lingo because we need to understand
0: how that all works. Do you feel like uh, a lot of women are afraid to ask for money? I don't think it's
1: fear is they don't know how Mm. Uh, they they don't know how Mm. they know they want it. And so, and I have some, some of the brightest in my, that, I, that I work with, but they're not sure how to approach, how to ask for it. Like, they just don't know how to. And so I think once you have, you kind of practice that. And we do that, okay, let's get together in a group in a safe place. Let's, let's dialogue this where you don't feel embarrassed because you might ask something that's not proper or the right thing. And, and, and that's why we need to get, we need to have that socialization, amongst ourselves and bring people in so we can edu- become educated and then reach back
0: and teach our youth about it. Let's cultivate. Exactly. And so your five C's of success that, that you teach, um, one of the things when you talk about having that courage, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is like the biggest thing when we women are Uh, moving our business forward, the courage to continue to be consistent and to get past that million dollar level. Because I can tell you, Betty, for me, when I started my business, uh, I had multiple businesses, but my success came in 2012, where I finally broke a million dollars because Mm -hmm. I was like that woman business owner that you were talking about. I just could not get out of that hundred thousand dollar range, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was telling myself, I was like, what is wrong? Is it my mindset? Because that's the first Mm -mm. thing that they say, right? You know, your 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 mindset, you're not thinking like a billionaire. You're not you know, you're not reading enough. And it's like, what in the world am I supposed to do? I'm, I'm following the rules of having a system and a process, right? You, you put that together and that's kind of how you get to that level of success where you can get to that hundred thousand, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, well, the process is working, but you can't break that glass ceiling because, you know. You don't know what it takes to get to that next level. And then when they say, oh, you just got to step out there and have, you know, Mm -hmm. courage. You
1: know, know, there is nothing wrong with being handheld. Why not? So we are being handheld where some of the non-minorities were handheld when they were smaller. I mean, you know, being on the golf course and understanding that's where the conversations take place or being at some of these clubs, these private clubs. Mm -hmm. That's where the real conversations take place and being around people who have the information. And there's some examples that I could share with you down a little later that where you get the call and say, hey, Betty, because they know me, this is an opportunity, blah, blah, blah. And you share, we share that information and that is what we have to do. Young lady who you probably know, my opinion, she said something to me when I had one of my, uh, we were doing these in-person conferences and she was meeting and we were talking about the, the generations. And she says, you know, we need you older, older people. And she said, you know, cause there's things that we don't know and there's things that we know, which is true. And we need to listen. Like, why am I struggling trying to do this Excel or what have you when they can do it in five minutes? Right. She says we need to share and collaborate. She said, because you know what she says, there's enough sky out there for all of us. So until we embrace that whole mentality,
0: we're going to still be on that treadmill. I, I definitely agree about that because I had to understand that one, you have to get better at team building, right? That that mm-hmm. was, that was mm-hmm. uh, one of the biggest things that was stopping me. And also get better at leadership Yes, because trying to do everything yourself Right, you know, even though you're paying other people, will stop you because mm-hmm. you, you know, because we have it in our head that if we want it done, we yeah. have to do it. That, that's how, That's a woman. I yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, I'm guilty. I'm
1: guilty too. I just well, I had I had tried a couple of virtual systems and it just didn't work out. Sometimes you go fumble, right. but that is a not good use of my time. Like, and I know it needs to be done with social media, the posting. But why am I doing it? No. Right. I need exactly. to stay at the strategic and maybe dip down into the tactical. And then at the past, that needs to be
0: handed off. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, tell us a little bit uh, about women elevating women. How can, you know, women join and what some of the things are? would they get out of uh, your program? Or uh, and actually with the COVID, it is,
1: you know, everybody had to you know, hate hate. We keep saying the word pivot, but we all had to sit back. But it gave us time to reflect. Right, we're not on the road running here. So I have more of a global reach, and so the global I have I've, I have uh, have spoken in Nigeria, uh, at the UK. In fact, I'm speaking in Canada. So it's a global reach. South Africa. What we do at Women Elevating Women, because I was working with the women who were doing a million and above, mm-hmm. but there's less. And it's a very diverse group. But in terms of where the non-minorities are, African American women, we're not there. We're half a percent. So that's why I created the women elevating women. And I just asked that you have six digits. Hmm. You can have you know hundred thousand, you know, and the reason is, is that is I want them to at least know what a, a profit and loss statement, you know, be able to read your financials. I'm not trying to go back to the startup and say, okay, <laughs> I'm not trying to go back to the basics. So right. What we do is peer advisory learning. We have roundtable discussions. So what we always start at, and every year, like November, December, we always go back and revisit our strategic business plan. You know, we don't need to go back to the vision and mission unless you're going to go into another line of business. But go back and look at the, what are, I don't call them objectives. Uh, because people get intimidated with that if they don't make it. I said, what are your intentions? Because <laughs> we all have the good intentions. And what are the strategies you break it in language that we can understand? And the strategy is like, how are you going to get there? Mm. And what actions do you need to take? And what I also do is I talk with accountability partners. And when you have that accountability partner, they elevate you. And monthly, you meet with your accountability apartment uh, partner. And if you stop, when we get back to that, it's like, okay, you stuck. where are you stuck? And then we do a round table discussion, uh, having conversations. And this is what I do in my other book, it's a model that was designed specifically for them, which is proprietary. You know, we don't, we don't tell people women what to do. We don't like to be told what to do. So we, just, you know, ask clarifying questions. We ask right. them, you know, where can we get assist? But also uh, what they will learn, they get shared information, shared resources, right? particularly with this PPP, we had all kinds of information. We had a pipeline right into the senator that says the vice he 's chair now of that committee got have that information. They get that information. They also get opportunities. Some of them got opportunities with an organization that gave their businesses twenty five thousand dollars. We were able to get four women, seven women that I had passed on seven of them got this. Uh, Weeks at BAPS and college. So, those are access to opportunities. Uh, and then they get the best speakers. I'm bringing best speakers in uh, to to, uh, uh, to help them because that's very helpful when you have that storytelling for people who have had those, those barriers and they've succumbed them. I've had women that I've worked with that might have been two, three million at 20, 30. One lady is over 800 million. So, you know. What were, were those barriers? Yeah. I need to know who she is. Uh-huh. She's in Atlanta. You probably know her. <laughs> so so uh so you know, those are the things that they get. And plus also you just want to be in a safe haven. When you come home as particularly as a woman, see who you gonna talk to? You talk to your kids, you talk to your spouse. Who are you gonna engage with? Uh like, you know, this is what's going on. You know, I've got this challenge, this issue. And so we are in a safe haven that essentially what is said there stays there. So they get that information. They get access to uh, the speakers that I have had access to. They get people coming in explaining to them about venture capital, about angel investing. Um, all the current information after I do the assessment of their business. Mm-hmm. Cause I can't, you know, I gotta figure out where they are before I start bringing
0: in right. speakers. And that's so, fair. And that's mm-hmm. fair because you wanna make sure that you are serious, you being consistent. And you actually want to grow and get somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Because, you know, I, I tell our women all the time, this is not a podcast for you to just listen to and say, oh, that was great information. If you're not implementing and doing something, Mm-mm. the nuggets, then maybe you're not ready to be that real business owner because the time that people are taking out of their day to give you these nuggets Mm-hmm. Is the most valuable thing that you can use mm-hmm. to go back and figure out where are you stuck? How can you adjust? How can you pivot? What are you missing? Just like when we started off the conversation, and you said branding is the most important thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that would be the first thing if I was starting out that I will evaluate and say, well, mm-hmm. wow, how many. Uh, uh, Apple iPhone selfies do I have versus, Mm
1: -hmm. you know,
0: actually paying uh, Mm -hmm. a professional to give me, you know, uh, great uh, photos so that I can start to really build my brand.
1: And I love what you have, Gloria, with Girls League because we all know (laughs) that those communities, the marginalization, it uh, uh, it stifles the individual, whereas elevation sparks the growth. And so there's a comfort level when you're... When you're with your tribe, when you're with your family, there's a much there's a comfort level, and you know it's it's confidential information, and it really positively impacts you uh, personally and professionally when you're in a group together, uh, talking about not 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 you know I'm not talking about you know the latest this dress and shoes, but right. talking about the business because one thing I have learned, and I'm sure you will agree, mm-hmm. no one has a special problem; someone has gone through it.
0: Absolutely. I,
1: I've been somebody has gone. I don't care. Somebody embezzled some money out of your, your 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 company or whatever, or you're you're trying to get this contractor and you're you're trying to position or get certification, WBE, MBE, all these things. Somebody has gone through it, so why not walk somebody else through it? That's part of your family.
0: Absolutely. And that's how you network. I I tell the women all the time, if you want to really know how you grow, you develop these relationships Mm -hmm. in these small communities because you get to see, oh, okay, how did you solve this problem? Mm -hmm. And who do you know? You know, who do you know that can help me with this? And the biggest thing is investing in yourself. So so that's why I say, ladies, that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Investing in yourself. And something else I had them work on. I know, we, you know everybody talks about the elevator pitch, but one of the things that they we
1: have them work on is like, okay, when you're introduced, what are you saying? And right. we, there's a tendency for us to always talk about ourselves, but people don't want to hear about you. Nope. They want to know what you can do for them. Correct. So you know, talk about the services that you you know, this is this is what I can do for you. I mean, this is this is a problem that people in your business might have. And this is what I can do to assist you. And who else do you know that can assist you? We always forget about the ass.
0: Wow. Betty, thank you so much for your nuggets. And thank you so much for being here. I, I believe that the just the gems that you dropped tonight will help. Just the branding thing alone <laughs> is going to help the women to question uh, what they're doing in their business and if they're really uh acting like a ceo and mm-hmm. doing their ceo roles or are they just you know having a hobby running a business or keep slamming into that wall mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know i i thank you for being here and we're definitely going to uh share your program and everything uh are you on social media do you have a uh, yes Yes, I am. I'm on my name. I'm on, and I will send both of that to you.
1: Yes, I am. On, I have Twitter account. It's, and I will send this as well. Uh, one of the, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I got two Twitter accounts. Facebook is Betty Hines. And other uh, Facebook is Women Elevating Women. And you'll recognize my face on there. But you know, if people want more information, they can just reach out to me at Betty Hines, Betty at BettyHines.com. And I welcome, because we're doing it virtual. Absolutely. We meet once a month for, for two and a half hours. Get wow. that inform- I do have, by the way, two ladies from uh, uh, Georgia that are in the group.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. You probably know them too. <laughs> uh-huh. Usually, the the you know here we call Atlanta. You know, like Wakanda now. You know, uh huh. So, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so yeah, I have two ladies there. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Betty, thank you so much. We're gonna put your program and all your social media handles. Uh, inside this podcast. And I would say to you ladies who are uh, in a position where you want to grow your business to the million dollar level or have, um, make sure you check her out. Go to Um Make sure you look at the social media handles in at the end of this podcast and definitely try to connect. Okay. Gloria, it's been a real pleasure and I appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Betty, and thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Girls Leap. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and visit our website, girlsleap.com, where you can find more amazing content and tips to grow your business. If you're interested in 10xing your business, join our Girls Leap membership program to connect with our expert coaches. Until next time, thanks for listening.